So it seems appropriate to do a podcast that we start with uh, with at least something to drink. So uh, what course. is it that uh, what is it that you're sipping on? Uh, right now, I've actually got um, Private Plum. It's a sour ale from Young Veterans Brewing in Virginia Beach, Virginia, veteran-owned brewing company. Really good. Stopped in there a couple times with my uh, friends and I while we were down there for Oceana, and uh, yeah, very nice. Well, I'm I'm kind of going the the same direction. I'm uh, drinking one of my very few prized Spotted Cow by New Glarus Brewery. Wisconsin owned, and uh, one of my uh, guilty pleasures every time I go to Oshkosh. So there you go, rubbing it in my face again. Yeah, well, I how many how I, many more do you have? I many? have uh, I think nine left. So <laughs> great, that's nine more times I'm gonna yeah. hear it. Well, <laughs> it's only about a year and a half old, but uh, I, I was lucky that I found it on top of the refrigerator. So. <laughs> <laughs> that beer is good enough out. I don't care how old it's, it's exactly, a year old. Exactly, exactly. Like, like I'll deal with it. I just won't drink the bottom or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I gotta say, uh, you know, I was looking back at the calendar, and um, I believe it was September sixth. I uh, I'd been listening to podcasts for an awful long time, and just really felt like a uh, a hole in the market was missing. Um, I didn't feel like there was one that that spoke to. You know, quote unquote, my people that, uh, you know, being the aviation photography enthusiast, um, kind of all of the quote unquote av geeks on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And oh, uh, yeah, of course, I, I reached out to uh, uh, to Ryan Kelly and uh, to Nick Pascarella and was like, hey, have you guys ever you know thought about doing a podcast? And uh, <laughs> so I think they uh, they both kind of said uh, really the same question what's a podcast and um so everybody um kind of just started adding adding people to a uh to a group chat on instagram i think there was 15 or 16 people whatever the limit was and um from that uh, way down the line that i'm sure we'll get uh get into um one of these days full disc aviation was born but uh, i just i have to ask uh, do you do you remember that night when uh when that question was asked or when, when you're added to that group and, and, uh, you know, about starting a podcast two yes. whole years ago. Yes, I definitely, re- I do remember. I don't remember it like in very vivid detail, but I do remember the initial idea of like just look, logging into that Instagram chat room. Like, Hey, we're going to do a podcast. I'm just like, at that point, like I had listened to several podcasts before. I mean, not so much on aviation cause I didn't really know too many that were, uh, aviation at the time at the time there but you know i listen to other ones you know nerd stuff conventions and whatnot so stuff on like movies etc marvel yeah it just seemed like there was uh there was something missing um i've i've heard oh i can think of two or three episodes on various podcasts that that talked about all the things that we love so much um been some you know uh interviewing people that that um do air-to-air photography and um you know just some of the leaders in the industry you know talking about things as as guests but um you know just really didn't see uh didn't see too many that were that were out for um you know exactly what it is that we do and you know as i've learned over the last couple of years there is a very large audience of, of people that are into the same thing that we are so yeah um with that welcome to episode one 
of the Full Disc Aviation Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Moore, and uh, with me all the way from the home of Dunder Mifflin in Scranton, Pennsylvania, <laughs> is my friend Ryan Tykosh. How are you doing tonight, Ryan? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, Nick? Uh, not too bad. It uh, finally closed out the week, and the uh, weather turned a little bit rainy, but also cool. We went from uh, mid-90s down to uh, kind of the mid-60s. Yeah, it's about what it did here. It was in the 50s today, and um, I believe it's going to get down to like in the mid-30s tonight. So Wow. Yeah, yeah, nice little not, drastic change. And, yeah, not quite ready for that yet, but... Yeah, of course not, definitely yep. not. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thanks again for joining me tonight, and um, just uh, kind of want to get started out. How, uh, how did you get into aviation? With me, it actually goes back to... This is going to sound funny. Actually, when I was three years old, it was like one of the few things I remember vividly from that time frame of my childhood was <clears throat> it was like late summer, like August or September. I forget exactly when, but um, I remember just being in the kitchen in my parents' house there in, in Duryea, which is you know in between Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. And at the time, I just remember hearing this incredible roar. And the sound, and I saw my parents look at each other and they're, and were, they like grabbed me like, yo, let's go outside. Let's go outside. And went outside and I looked up in the air and where, the, where they were pointing, pointing at. And I just see all across the sky, these little white, white jets darting around, which I know now is circle and arrival procedures, getting checked, gathering, you know, checkpoints and whatnot for the upcoming show, but it was the Air Force Thunderbirds and in their first visit to this area and in 1989. And and now I feel old, but um, anyways, um, we were like, I just remember looking up and my jaw just dropped because I'd never heard anything that sounded like, like that, like fighter jet engines up to that point and just looking up and, you know, of course the paint job on the Thunderbirds, the scheme with that large bird emblem on the bottom it's just like it's something as a kid you're looking up and you're just like wow like it just stuck with me and ever since then i was just like enthralled with it i kept i had like all these videos when i was a kid i was like five years old watching top gun and not getting half of the jokes and yeah. situations in it but um <laughs> yeah that's for getting older yeah <laughs> but um you said that was that was about what year? Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. That's that's right around the first time that I uh, remember seeing the Thunderbirds. They uh, they were at a small air show in Liberal, Kansas, um, which is a funny name for a town in Kansas. Um, nice. But um, they uh, they were arriving there, and my grandfather's a pilot. He's the been my inspiration for for aviation for my entire life, but. He um, he wanted to take us out to this air show in, in Liberal. So, like I said, it's a small town, very far southwest corner of Kansas. And mm -hmm. um, I was, it was right around that time. So, I mean, I was probably seven years old, something like that. And kind of bored in the back of the plane. We're just flying out there. And all of a sudden, I, I felt my grandpa tap me on the knee from the front seat. And I kind of lift my head up and, and he points out the window and the entire delta of the Thunderbirds was flying in formation below us and to the left. Wow. And, you know, that's 
give or take, uh, well, I'm not going to say how many years ago that was for me, but um, mm-hmm. you could probably do the math there, but I still remember that to this day. I mean, it just it looked like, you know, the, the photograph of the Delta that you see, um, you know, and, in, in, uh, you know, all the marketing materials and just to see them just you know, zip by us in our, I don't remember if it was, a, if it was the Cessna 172 or 182, but you know, it's, it's funny those things that happen to you when you're, when you're young, how they just stick in your head for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is incredible. Like you just see that and it just stays with you forever. And even though like, as I got older, I realized, you know, I was, I wanted to be a pilot in the air force. My eyes at the time, like, you know, as I graduated, we're not good enough. And of course, you know, couldn't afford the old ASIC or any of that stuff. So it's kind of like, it was one of those things. It's like, you don't want to let go of that dream. But at the time I'm just like, it, I'll just put it on the back burner for now. And I got into art and photography and yeah, just went from there. Eventually just combined the two. <laughs> yeah. Well, as expensive as that is, at least it's not quite as expensive as aviation itself. So that's true. Well, I'm not done. Not done yet. I'm still looking at getting a license <laughs> in the near future. So yeah, well, that's fantastic. So, well, we kind of talked about the, you know, just the, the general aviation side of things. Um, you know, you, you started to mention um, getting into art and photography. Tell me a little bit about that. The photography actually started going to air shows when I was a kid. I'd be out there with like, I started just wanting to document everything I saw. Despite the fact that I was horrible at it at the time. I, I was walking around with this little Kodak uh, one-time use. <laughs> and I'd be pointing that at the sky and I'd either get, you know, dots or... I wouldn't even get the, I'd get like pieces of the aircraft in the frame, which is pretty sad when you consider how wide of an angle that was. So that's how, <laughs> that's how good I used to be at it. Yeah. Um, um, and then from there, as I, I'd just be studying like, the work of like, like uh, Peter Stehauer. Like I remember seeing his work back in the late 90s or early 2000s, one of the first like, big names I remember following with the air show action gallery online. I would just be looking at those pictures and like, wow, just in awe of them. And I'd just be like, I would just look at the, the cameras that he was using and such. And like, eventually I got a DSLR as a, a film DSLR as a gift, which that only lasted about two seasons and then digital started coming out. So I figured that would be better than going to a show with about like 20 rolls of film. So, yep. I'm pretty sure I still have rolls of film. I didn't get developed. So, and I was just thinking about that. I should probably go get those developed and see what I got on there. I might get lucky and have some Tomcat stuff on there. Cause I did make it down to Oceania in 2005. That was like my big goal after I graduated high school. It was like, I heard the Tomcat was going to be retiring and, just like okay and this is back when you know they still let they still rented hotels out to kids under 21 yeah yeah yep so that was fun (laughs) but um uh i'm down there uh like i think i was like 17 at the time or something and just uh i was just thrilled to be there for the last my first visit to virginia beach drove all night slept at rest stops got there checked into the days in that's still there this and I remember the first thing I did after I checked in, got into my room, put my stuff down. I just sat down in a chair and I heard this sound and went outside and there's that four ship of Tomcats over the beach. I'm just like, yes. 
That's one aircraft I just never had the chance to see. Living in Kansas, they uh, I'm sure that they'd been to air shows around here at some point, but nothing I had ever been to as a kid. So yeah. sad to sad to see them not flying. Yeah, same same here. Honestly, like I w- I really wish that the I remember they're hearing about talk of there was plans to keep a few of them in flight in flying condition to display at air shows and such. And I guess that plan never came to fruition, unfortunately, of course, because I understand to an extent in other ways, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would have loved to, I wouldn't, I don't see the harm that would have been kept in if there are people willing to do, to maintain them and, and, you know, pay, pay for the operations and such. I don't see why they couldn't have allowed, a, allowed one or two to like, continue on as a hit memoriam to history i mean yeah. look at sweden with their with the program they have there's almost like i believe it's like one of every one of their top fighter aircraft in the swedish historic flight is like there from the path from the past and they keep them flying and preserve that history for future generations i think that's amazing like i wish that our government could get behind something like that so they so their government does that I believe so from what I've heard. Wow. Yeah, it it would be it'd be nice to it'd be nice to have something that um you know, some program like that that you know was was well supported and and you know not uh, not just from from private donations. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Cuz I mean they're like I mean a lot of the their the aircraft that they're maintaining there too they're all like fighter jets like the Viggen too that was that was retired like not not too in the too distant past that's a big friggin' powerful fighter so yeah <laughs> they have two of them i believe flying right now a two-seater and a uh, single seater huh i did not know that very good so mm-hmm. i guess on that note um you've you've been attending a lot of shows this year you care to talk about uh talk about your lineup and um, <laughs> just kind of some of the some of the cooler things you've been able to do Oh God, I have too much stuff. <laughs> but um, Beaufort, South Carolina, was my uh, the start of my season this this year. So that was pretty cool. We were able to meet up with the uh, members of the F twenty two Raptor demo team, and what we did for full disc was pretty cool. We did on this uh, story with we wanted to get this, the background behind not just the pilot, not just like the one maintainer or something we want we got everybody which is something that to my knowledge hasn't really been done before and so it was really cool to just sit down there and hear these guys talk about their past and hear the different backgrounds they came from some good and just wanted to go into the air force some had not the best of upbringing but they persevered through it all and made something incredible of of themselves and it's, it was just really like moving to be able to sit there and like have them tell their story. So that was honestly the highlight of that tr- that trip for me. Um, the show the show itself was was nice was nice as well. Um, let's see, after Blue Angels were headlining and we got some nice uh, we got to go out uh, in front of the crowd line there for a couple sh- couple shots and actually a good part of the day we were out there and so it was a uh, it was definitely enjoyable. Um, after that, we drove north into North Carolina and we hit up, uh, Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. And that, I, that show I'll recommend to anybody because anybody, if you like lots of jet noise, 
definitely that is a good show to go to. Like it is one of the main highlights of that is literally like 25 minutes of just F-15s attacking the airfield. Doing simulated uh, coming in from every which direction. I mean, left, right, behind there and shooting flares as they do these simulated uh, attack runs. That was that was pretty crazy to see. Um, just trying to think of the rest of my lineup here. I think after that, my next one was Manassas, Virginia. Um, it's a small smaller show in near the cap near the capital in DC. There, um, still it was pretty it still was pretty good. I mean, every show is pretty much good in its own respect. There's always great performers that we get to meet up with. There's Manassas. Um, after that, I I went to too many this year. I can't even remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I went to way too many. <laughs> Actually, no, there's not. There's no such thing as too many. I, I just yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm I'm jealous. I uh, I've, I've gotten to go to I think two this year. So uh, looking forward to a third here in here in a month or so. But uh, nice. um, is there um, you know of all the shows you went to? Um, you know, except for that one up uh, up in Wisconsin, because we'll talk about that here in a minute. Is... Um, one of my favorites, um, one of the things I was looking forward to for the most this year was, of course, seeing the British Red Arrows on their North American tour. And I got to catch them up at uh, in Newburgh, New York, at uh, Stewart Air- International Airport slash Air National Guard Base. And the um, <clears throat> and that was a pretty nice lineup because it was a double jet team show. So we had the Blue Angels, um, the Red Arrows, and then we had the F F thirty five Lightning demo. So those three things alone made were phenomenal to see there. And not only that, it was my last time seeing uh, Matt Chapman, the the performer. He um, it was his last time there as he's retiring after this year. And that would be the last chance I had to see and shoot his performance. So I'm glad I got to do that as well. Um, one of the neat things that they had there at, at Stewart this year is on the flight line there, there is, uh, there's like this hill, this hill that's like set, set back from the flight line. So you're, you're, you know, I forget how many feet back, like a couple, at least a thousand feet, feet back. So you have, you lose some reach, but you're like looking down on everything. Like you're like, you go up on the hill, you're looking down on C-17s, everything. It's like not a small hill at all. <laughs> so it's a really, it provided a really unique view looking down on some of the passes and, and everything and looking down on the runway for shooting. So that was, uh, it was just an, it was an enjoyable time there. And the red arrows are phenomenal. Uh, if you, anybody out there has the chance to see them, do it they fly one incredible performance um aside from that the other time oh there's actually now it's all coming back to me mentioning a hill one of the other show sites that i have a great very fond memory of this year was also had is no has a hill on situated on show left so you're looking down towards the down on the runway and it's out in western pennsylvania in latrobe it was the westmoreland county air show now, that show was great. Was it was a small it was a smaller lineup this year than they've had in the past, 
that uh, Tora Tora Tora, uh, the Canadian Forces Snowbirds are headlining. I always enjoy seeing them. It's like, you know, they're one of those teams that some little aside here. There's they're one of those teams that a lot of people will be like, oh well, I'm not that impressed by them. It's like I'm. They're one of my fav- my my all time favorites, and it's because like people say, well, they they fly under power jets and older and. They're not as loud and like, yeah, that's what makes them all the more impressive. The stuff they do is in jets that that are lacking the power that their American counterpart teams have. So every little movement needs to be that much more precise in order to make everything work. So it's basically it's a really phenomenal display in precision and energy management is what it is. And Honestly, to, to me, their performance represents like the beauty of aviation. Like that's one of the things that's always drawn me to air shows in particular with flight is like there's an art to it, the way I see it. Like we're, we're there capturing this art with our cameras and generating it into our own style. But the pilots who are out there flying in these four big formations, they're the ones making this art for us to capture. So I love being able to do that. And they're a team that just like every time I see them, like it doesn't matter what the weather conditions are that I've seen that I've seen them in, as long as they're able to fly, I'm always gonna get some incredible shots of their of their performance. But I'm um, sorry, getting back to um, what's what what the other thing that stood out about this show was this was the F sixteen Viper demo team was there, and <clears throat> uh, Ryan Kelly, uh, Raga Aviation, had been in contact with. The, the demo team's public affairs officer as this show here at Latrobe is going to be the first uh, public demonstration of the new pilot, uh, Major Garrett, Garrett Schmitz, call sign Toro. So we wanted to, we were trying to see if we could get out by the runway for this performance to get a unique, unique look of, of the, of his show and get some, get a nice shot of him banking, right hopefully right at us. Although like, what you've seen from rain major uh, john waters the former pilot and a couple of back and forth calls on on the way there between ryan and uh and the team and uh end result was here we were marching out there around uh noontime on saturday with across out across the runway and situated right there and as toro said he's like believe his exact words were, I'm going to aim at you guys. And he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he, he took off and he's, we're just standing right right next to the runway, like probably about five feet away from the edge of it. Here comes this F-16 Viper roaring down the runway, just straight and level, full burner. As soon as he gets sight of us, banks sharply right at, at us. And the picture that I got of it, you could clearly see him looking straight down at us and uh, that is like the highlight of uh that that is probably the highlight of, of the year for me it was incredible yeah i'm uh I'm, I'm very envious of that that was uh just just watching the the video that you guys sent to our chat was was just insane and um you know and with that you know having a having a jet barreling at you um i don't care what your shutter speed is but uh being able to to nail that in the first place um you know well done thank you 
Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I actually shot that with my 70 to 200 too, as I was like, I had originally my 150 to 600 on and I'm just like, you know what, if we're going to be this close, let me just go with a small, with a shorter range that I know is much sharper and be able to handle, handle the quicker focus. So I'm glad I made that choice because it worked out pretty well. Yeah. So on that note, uh, you know, you're talking a little bit about gear. Uh, let's, let's, let's dive into that a little bit. What's your, uh, what's your air show set up and, and, um, you know, what, what gear are you using? Okay. Uh, my standard setup up till, till this year was the, um, Canon 70 Mark II and it's real, relatively newer, uh, APS-C, which, or crop sensor frame camera. And it's, uh, frames per second. I forget it's like 11 frames per second or something. It's pretty pretty darn good so i got used to using that so i've been using that since 2016 and i did have for the longest time the 100 to 400 uh, canon version one lens on there and then this past winter i updated upgraded to the uh, sigma 150 to 600 sport and that is, it was a bit of a learning curve the first few shows with that but I thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed that as well, using that. And but then I also wanted more detail than what the seventy two was able to provide. So I mean, it's still a really good camera with de- great details. But you know, crop frame versus full frame. I wanted a full frame, so I ended up getting a Canon five D Mark IV. You used through mpb.com which i highly recommend get some great deals on some gear and that's actually the f16 viper picture that we were just talking about i actually shot it with that that was like the first thing i really shot with that canon 5d4 so it was a great way to break it in and i i love it like immediately you could see the difference in the vibrance and the colors even every detail like it's so like it's it's so different how many frames per second is that that's seven seven frames per second so i lose the frames per second and you lose some of the zoom because you know the crop factor on the right but it's still yeah it's still still the same thing you're just you're collecting more data yeah yeah pretty much you collect more data and i'll say that i've run out of room on my um Hard drive a little bit faster this year than I normally yep. would have, so <laughs> I already need to buy a new one. I guess another two terabytes coming up soon, or four. I, I upgraded to an eight just recently, so I might have things, to do that. Actually, that things like are getting out of control. Head. I'm tired of buying stuff, so I finally just said to heck with it and bought an bought an eight terabyte. That sounds like something I should probably look into. Actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's not as portable as I'd hope it would be, but uh, it still works. Yeah. Hey, as long as it gets the job done. Yep. Oh, thinking about that, I just realized my other fav- favorite moment from this season. And I'm starting to get you. I'll put it this way: I'm after this season, I'm starting to get used to aircraft barreling d- down at me mm-hmm. from either a runway or just <laughs> diving out of the sky, like, and I mean, right at me, like not on the flight line, like out in. Yeah. I think I know what you're about to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the longest time, and I know you guys in the chat have been probably so sick of hearing me say it every year for the last couple of years i know there's there was a couple on the west coast 
I wanted to see a zero. Like, not the modified T6 version. I like I wanted to see like one of the actual like either like a rebuild or a restored like Mitsubishi Zero. And I thought I was gonna get that really that chance at um World War II weekend I saw a glimpse of it, but wasn't enough for me. I wanted to get down closer to get some better shots of it and had some MX issues both both days of the show, so that ended up not ha- not happening there. The only day it flew was Friday and um uh, Skies were not favorable, that favorable for a good f- photography, unfortunately. So, that being said, at that point, I knew it was scheduled to be at New Garden as well. And this is just uh, this is the former Texas Flying Legends aircraft, the A6M2 Last Samurai is the name it goes by. So, it was just recently acquired by a group up in New York there. And, you know, Mark Murphy, Charlie Lynch are in- involved in it. Um don't know too much else about the rest of the collection other than I've seen P-51 Tiger's Revenge as well and the Corsair Godspeed. But um, anywho, I back to that zero. After that, I kept saying, I know I kept bat bugging you guys in the chat and everybody unfold us like, I want to see the zero. I want to see a zero. I want to see the zero. And so <laughs> I went from there and... Went from World War II weekend thinking, okay, where's the next chance I get to see it? And I knew at that point it was scheduled to be at New Garden, Pennsylvania. So, of course, and, I, and knowing we have a good relationship with the, that show as well, which is always fun. <clears throat> and I will be going, like, I'm just like, I have to go. <laughs> so... We got down there and um, organizers of that, that event are kind enough to give us some unique access that put us out beyond the crowd lines and able to get, I mean, we had vests on and whatnot, so we're out there. Everybody knew where we were, and but we had a unique, unique chance to get some uh, close-up shots of these aircraft during their, during their demo. So of course, time moment comes, and here here comes the zero taking off. And as I'm sitting there looking at, it, I'm like, okay, cool, I can get some good shots of it. And a lot of my shots are shots that I have not even seen anybody else post before. So I'm like, I was blown away by it. And that says, and it just looks like it's diving out of the sky right at me. <laughs> and it's hard to describe how fun that was. I'll say that, like. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was diving out of the sky at you, was it not? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and it was, but yeah, it's it's hard to, des- to describe um, the feelings of, jo- of joy that I had that entire time. Like, I think, I, I don't think I stopped smiling that entire time, <laughs> just looking at it coming straight down but at me or straight across the, tr- over the treetops and hard turns right above and I'm just like wow so my that was my first really good time seeing this aircraft that I've been dreaming of seeing for years and I couldn't have had a better view of it so that was amazing right there that's awesome I uh, I got to see my first one this uh this spring at Chino mm-hmm. um which was uh it, it was really cool seeing um problem I 
I love the Planes of Fame air show and everything about it, with one exception that it starts at 11 in the morning. And um, having the uh, the Los Angeles uh, area haze and just heat haze for that matter and flat light of, you know, about between noon and one o'clock when um, when you actually see the zero fly just kind of ruins your shots. Um, but fortunately, uh, the the ramp stayed open uh, well into the evening, so we were able to get out and, and get some get some decent shots in the evening. But um, but yeah, seeing it fly was just one of those things. I just almost had to put the camera down because uh, they're uh, they're definitely a, a very interesting machine to see for sure. But uh, mm-hmm. the the photos that you collected from from that new garden that all of you guys collected for that matter are uh, just some stunning work. So well Thank done. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, well, let's, uh, it's probably going to be moving back in time a little bit, but, um, all right, time travel. Let's do it. Let's time travel. Let's go back in time about, about two months ago, um, end of July, um, in, uh, somewhere in Northern Wisconsin, where I understand you might've been there for that. Ah, Green Bay. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oshkosh. So the only so show that the, rhymes the, with my last name. There you go. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so this wasn't your first time attending Oshkosh, correct? No, this is actually my second time. Uh, my first time was 2017. I went up there with uh, renowned uh, aviation photographer David Brown, and he pretty much like showed me the ropes of Oshkosh, the in and outs of it, and like. Uh, where where good areas are for sunrise photography, like sunset, and just how much and it was just amazing. I I finally taken some. I was like overwhelmed by it because um my original my first time there and and second time I flew in and I flew into the Appleton Airport from the north so I could just take the shuttle buses that they have from there straight to the grounds and part of the uh, route into Appleton from. Right, I, I, my connecting flight in Chicago is right over the uh, Oshkosh, the Whit, Whitman Field. So just look on, at me being the person I am. I'm just sitting there star- staring out the window, dead tired after working until like about 3 a.m., napping for like an hour and then heading to the airport to get on the plane. So I'm just in a daze staring out the window. And it's like farmland, farmland, farmland. Whoa! What the heck is that? That's a lot of vehicles close together, and I'm I realize I'm looking at Camper Shoulder, and um, then as the whole field comes into sight, I see all the aircraft there. I'm just it's one of those things where my jaw just drops. I'm just kind of staring out the window, like, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's and, uh it's a sight to behold, and it's one yeah. of those things you can look at the pictures, you can have somebody explain it to you, but until you've driven over that hill or flown in um you just don't understand the magnitude of how big that event is mm-hmm. so that's one of sure. the one of the very cool things about that event um is that it is pretty well solely driven by a volunteer effort mm-hmm. um so how about that for a segue yeah um, we we both volunteered for ea photo this year yes we did and it was definitely a, it was definitely fun and it was a learning experience for me and I'll say that. I mean, I hope to hope to be back next year, and I hope to do an even better perform 
better uh, showing than I had than I did this year. Yeah, I think one thing I learned uh, last year was my first time doing it, and um, you know, just kind of understanding you know what you can can't do, and understanding how the process works. It it does take a few days to kind of get comfortable with that and understand. Mm-hmm what the expectations are. And, um, um, but you know, the one thing I've learned is, uh, what a, what a wonderful group of people. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to say, um, hard to describe how it's, it is just a, it's a grassroots effort to put on this, you know, Woodstock for aviators and, um, you know, everybody, you know, the, from the staff to the volunteers, um, you know, it's, um, everybody just works so hard and, and pulls off this just insane show. Mm -hmm. Um, this year they had some horrible rainstorms roll through, I want to say Saturday night through Sunday that literally had the, the campgrounds in a lot of places underwater and Mm -hmm. they had pumper trucks pulling water out. They had, um, I believe, I think I saw a snow plow being used to just kind of squeegee water out of an area. And to top it all off, they actually had a helicopter up in a hover trying to dry out the ground so that they could get aircraft parking opened. Um, I do remember um, seeing the video of that. And yeah, I, I mean, it, like, it just, wow. just, you know, and it, it's just a volunteer effort. It's everybody coming together to, um, you know, just celebrate what we love with aviation. And um, I just, I can't. I can't encourage somebody that hasn't attended before enough to, to go check it out. Agreed. Like it's, I think it's something that every aviation enthusiast, if you have even the slightest interest in aviation, you really need, it's something you really need to experience this convention. It is phenomenal. It's so much more than just an air show. Like everywhere you go there, there's, it's like a trade show as it's a trade show as well with the different companies and their gear there as well. And it's, it's phenomenal. Like I was, I spent some time inside the Boeing building on the last day there, and that I believe it was a triple seven or or simulator or seven eight seven simulator there, and I was just I just enjoyed uh, watch, watching people fly, fly that, and I'd like to give it a try next year maybe. And but it, it's just very cool. Some of the displays you see like all over the grounds there, and. Even aircraft that aren't taking part in the flying, like you just wander around there. Any given day, you'll see something unique, and not every aircraft, not every plane is there the entire week. So you you can go there every day and see something different. Yeah, it's a it's a total turnover. You just you just don't know what you know. the The best thing to do is attend the whole week, but that's one thing I've never been able to pull off. So maybe one of these Same. days. Same. I mean, I'm planning next year. Uh, I have a friend here. And Scran, who wants to wants to come out, so yeah, look out. There's two two of us office f- folks are coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, um, but one of the things that um, you know, volunteering for the photo department afforded us was was some access that we wouldn't get otherwise. Um, you know, working oh, yes, for the organization, um, you know, we we were able to to get a little bit closer to the action than than the already close um, flight line. That's one yes. thing about Oshkosh too. You know, it's a, it's kind of a photographer's dream that mm-hmm. you're you're very close to the action the whole time. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to um, you know Sun and Funs is a great event to attend, but 
you're you're literally about twice as far from uh, from the runway that the aircraft are using mm-hmm. um and you know just at oshkosh it's so intimate and there's so many just interesting things there um it yeah. just seems like every year there's a there's another aircraft that i've never seen before mm-hmm. um that's you know from award-winning um restorations to you know just the newest technological advancement um mm-hmm. it's it's just truly a, a place you're going to go to and see something that you've just never seen before it really is like um and yeah echoing on your comments about differences between sun and fun and oshkosh i can relate to that i was to sun and fun for one day in 2017 as well when the patrol de france was doing their tour and they had a one day show there and me being the croupy that i that i was for <laughs> seeing uh different different new and foreign well new to me foreign military at demonstration teams went down there to mainly check check them out and I noticed that immediately at Sun and Fun, you're far, further back, and it was it was not it was nice. I'm not saying it wasn't nice, but between there and Oshkosh, even just the feel at Oshkosh, like there's just something about it for like for me itself. Like I just I just loved uh, it. Just felt more like home to me, honestly. Like you get there, it just like it just felt like you could see the mixture of the grassroots community, like general aviation. Yeah, the bush bush uh pilots and that uh i don't even know how to call what to call it right now but um well what i'm getting at is like it's like such a unique mixture like you can go all over the place there and different sections the warbirds the modern military in boeing plaza the ultralights and the ultralight field there, which we also got some nice close access on, and I still did. have to. Get, I don't I think still you get, get closer to, to that. Yes, yes, the it was just all incredible, and I'm excited to get out there, get out there again next year, and excited to like bring my friend out, the, out my friend uh, <clears throat> Todd out there, and introduce him to it as well. He's another aviation nut. You'll you'll get along. <laughs> Good. Um, but, um, yeah, we're just like, it, it's just amazing. And to be a part of all that, like you just feel it. There's, I know you know what I'm talking about when I say there's just something special about being there in the midst of yeah. all that. And then as the sun's setting and you see these aircraft working the pattern around the ultralight field or the paragliders, it's, it's just like, it just feels like magic. It really yeah. does. It's a it's a special place for me. I know everybody that knows me. Um, that that does not come as a surprise. Um, my my grandfather started taking me there um, back in two thousand eight, and um, I've not missed a I've not missed a year. Um, in fact, this this past year was was the first year that he didn't attend with me. Um, he's just getting up there in age, but um, you know it's something that that I intend to do everything I possibly can to. Even if it's only for a day, um, I, I don't want to miss my Oshkosh. And um, it's just, it's one of those things that just feels like a pilgrimage that, um, you know, one of one of my very favorite podcasts that I listen to, uh, the Uncontrolled Airspace podcast. Um, if you're a listener um, and you're into general aviation, this is um, this is the only podcast to listen to because they, um, they've been doing it for so long and do such a good job. But it was basically born out of Oshkosh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but one of the, one of the sayings that, um, 
uh, one of the hosts on there has is, you know, Oshkosh, um, first year you come for the airplanes, um, you come back for the people. And that's been the fun Mm -hmm. part is meeting new friends there, um, catching up with old friends. And a lot of times that's the one time of the year you see these friends. And um, it's just, I don't know, it's it's just this crazy special pilgrimage that um, it's just... um, like I said, you just got to attend and, and check it out. But um, And spotted cow beer. And spotted cow. Uh, that's the one thing about the spotted cow from the New Glarus Brewing Company is, uh, as I understand it, they do not sell outside of Wisconsin, nor do they ever have any intention to do so. It's true, so, they don't. I've looked. Yep. And uh, they actually sell um, 6 and 12 packs at the airport that you could take as your carry-on. So, Really? Yes. I learned that this year when I was leaving from Milwaukee. I was not aware of that, and I am going to to make this happen next year now. <laughs> the other oh, thing I'm... is find friends that are driving and just pay them off. That's true, too. But uh, yes, you're so, too, I'm sure I could find somebody. <laughs> yeah. So I have a feeling that as this podcast evolves, um, we're going to have a lot more discussion about Oshkosh. I'd kind of like to have some... Some people on here and, and just have a you know more of a more of a detailed experience you know even from from this past year and, and talk about that but um, I, I, I just want to you know tell about a, a quick event and, and have Ryan chime in um, mm-hmm. the this the final Saturday night that we were there was the Saturday night show and mm-hmm. uh, it it always starts um, just right at uh, I'm sure remember, was it was eight o'clock I believe so um, mm-hmm. but yes, but right at uh, just right at sunset and um the last few times that that i've been there for this um for this night show it's looked like the the photographer's lighting was going to be amazing just to have some small cloud pop up and cover up the sun and ruin what would be amazing lighting mm-hmm. and uh ryan and i both were able to get to um our spot um, that was our, I think, I think I can definitively say it was my favorite spot to shoot from. I don't know if you agree or not. Uh, yeah, that was definitely like, I mean, we were, we tried a couple days, a couple of days there. We went far, far show, right. We did show center. It seemed like, it seemed like eventually we always ended up at that one spot. Yep. Which, so, which happened yeah. to be far show left. Um, the, the people that were, um, allowing us to go places it was about as close as we were going to get to anything um which basically took us to the hold line for the runway which was fantastic um but that being said uh the opening of the show was to be um loco and the raptor demo and followed up with a uh, heritage flight and just to the immediate south of Oshkosh, and I mean, I'm only talking about 10, 15 miles, was this towering cumulus cloud. And I kept looking at Ryan saying, I just know that there's going to be some cloud that comes up behind us and is going to ruin this amazing orange and pink and blue and just had, had all of the colors that we could ever you know hope for in a photo. Mm-hmm. I just had you know this pessimistic attitude that, that something was going to come up and ruin this because I've seen it too many times before. Yeah. And um, right about the time that um, that they started playing the national anthem, I look back to the west and I see nothing that's going to obscure the sunset. And this towering cumulonimbus cloud 
that, uh, as, as some of my friends have deemed almost kind of look like chicken fingers, mm. um, was just an amazing backdrop. Not to mention the fact that we were actually north of the field shooting towards the south. And I just, I specifically remember looking over at you and smiling and you looking at me and smiling back and not a word was said because we both knew how special this was going to be. And, and, um, you know, the, a lot of the photos are, are being held back right now, um, you know, for EA's usage, but I can just tell you and, 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 you know, I mean, look at anybody's photos that were there and it was just an absolutely unforgettable, um, amazing time. And it's, uh, it's one of those, one of those moments that I certainly will never forget as a photographer. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Like, I mean, I could not have, like, seeing the F-22 Raptor with the burners lit, just pulling hard in front of this big orange, yellow, purplish cloud, this, this towering cumulonimbus storm cloud, which, as you could, you could even see at times, lightning flickering in, in, in and out of it. Like, it was just phenomenal. It's a sight I'll never forget, honestly. It was one of the most, to this day, probably honestly in my life right now, that is one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen a combination of like one, one other thing I love, which is storms photography of storms as well. I like doing that. Um, I forgot to mention that earlier. That's another fun thing. Um, but seeing that in the distance combined with aviation and some pyro awesome fighter jet, pyro smoke, this awesome fighter jet. And then once it joined up with the Mustangs and the heritage flight in front of it, the colors is just, wow. Yeah, it gave a golden hour a whole new meaning. Oh, yes. For sure. So with that, uh, I think we'll move on to shout-outs. Do you have anything that you'd like to shout-out? Could be um, some equipment, could be just anything going on, anything you want to bring up. Uh, Shout-out to Canon for the awesome photo gear. Um, definitely interested in looking at the new... Uh, what? 90d i believe it is is that what it is i don't even know you're asking the wrong guy yeah it's true you're nikon <laughs> you're the enemy that darn sounds nikon. right darn i think i've heard i've heard a lot of people talking about the 90d yeah <laughs> still yeah, don't know 90D. what it is but i've heard a lot about it it's like their latest uh, aps-c camera uh designed to replace the 7d line and also their other other line which includes the um 70 70d and 80d it's like ADD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say that fast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I believe uh, that one it's got, I don't know all the specs on it. I only had time to glance at it because I'm so wrapped up in in work. Like, I feel bad that I don't know a lot of the specs and such on, on so many things, but I'm ridiculously, like, busy with work and such at yeah. times. So I have, like, very little time to actually look over a lot of these technical specs but um everything i've heard people say about it is that it's very good and i'd like to try it this coming year uh, uh, definitely a shout out to sam and the f22 demo team um they have uh, been phenomenal with giving us with accommodating us at full disc every year and well this this past season getting us out at dover that's another story you'll see some pictures from that coming up soon not trying not to give too much away, but um, 
that was another phenomenal experience. But we've developed a really nice relationship with those guys. They're awesome group, awesome team, and look forward to working with them in the future. So very good. Well, I'm going to have one shout out of the uh, Sigma Photo Corporation um, on the development of their 60 to 600 Sport. How is um, that, by the way? I uh, I have not had a chance to try it yet. I've got it on my list to uh, to rent before I head to Nellis in November. Yes. And um, my my friend Brett is out with uh, with Doc's friends out in California, and he's currently trialing one right now. And and uh, all all things considered, um, it sounds like it's. Um, it's a really an amazing lens. I, I really look forward to, uh, to trying it myself. Nice. If nice. it's, uh, if it's truly as good as everybody says it is, um, my, my one fifty to 600 contemporary will be on the market very soon. And, um, mm-hmm. I will, uh, hopefully, hopefully have my name on one of those sooner rather than later, but yeah, my, my I may do the to, same if it's that good. Yeah. It, um, I, I, I'm hearing it's, it's sharper than the one fifty to 600 sport. Um, and it weighs about in the middle between the contemporary and the sport 150 to 600. So it kind of seems like a win-win on all that. Oh yeah. Um, and, and just being able to, um, you know, have the, the 60 millimeters available. I'm just thinking at an air show, um, walking around and having the, um, having that extra, extra, it's not wide angle, but it's a lot wider than 150, uh, really means you could do an awful lot with one body, one lens. Yeah, I look forward to really trying that out because I can say one thing for sure: the um, image stabilization on the Sigma one hundred and fifty to six hundred, in my experience, is is phenomenal. And I'm told that um, they're doing an even better job on the sixty to six hundred. So yes, it's been it's been very good on the one hundred and fifty Sport as well. And so I'm definitely interested in trying the sixty the six hundred. And if it that's true that it's sharper, then that's that's enough to sell me on it right there. Yep. So, well, that should wrap up the shout outs. Um, you know, one thing, this is a, this is a sensitive subject and, you know, I just would be remiss if we didn't, didn't mention the, the tragedy with the Collings Foundation B-17-909 crash this, uh, this past week. Um, don't really want to say too much about it other than, you know, our, you know, from the full disc family, our, our thoughts and prayers are with the, with the Collings Foundation, the, the people involved, um, you know, the, the families that were, you know, on a, on a ride flight, um, you know, where it's not our intention to play full, um, you know, uh, uh, armchair quarterback on this. Um, we have no idea what happened. The NTSB will figure that out, but, um, you know, the, while it's, it's sad to, to lose another airplane, that's just, that's just aluminum. Um, you know, it's incredibly sad that there was loss of life and, um, you know, I don't really have much to add to that, but, um, just, just know that uh, from from all of full disc, um, you know, to the to the families, you know, are we're thinking about y'all. Yeah, yeah, we agreed. Uh, ditto on that. Like, it's it's hard to put it into into words. The feelings, the emotions that I felt the other day after hearing that about the incident. But yeah, to all the family that families of everyone who's who's a victim in this tragic event, we we're our th- our thoughts or prayers are with you here in our hearts and minds. So Ryan, tell the listeners where they can find your work. 
All right. You can find my work, of course, on our website, www.fulldiscaviation.com. I have several stories and gallery contrib contributions there from events and and stories that I've covered, I've covered, and we've covered. Um, you can also find my work on Instagram at Rye Thai Photo and on Facebook at Ryan Tykosh Photography. I'm working on a personal website that should be up in the near future. So once uh, I get that up and running, I will, uh, I'm sure I'll be back on. So I'll update with that. Well, very good. Well, thank you again for, for joining me. You can find me uh, at Instagram at gravity.images on Facebook at gravity images. If you search that, you'll find two. I'm the one with the airplanes. And my uh, website is gravityimagesonline.com. Full Disc Aviation is a group of aviation photographers and enthusiasts that are passionate about sharing our love for aviation with others. Visit our website at www.fulldiscaviation.com. There you will find stories and photography galleries. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for frequent content updates. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. And just remember, life begins under 160th.